Hi guys and welcome to the first Yoga for BJJ podcast. My name is Sebastian Brosh. My name is Mika Perkavets. And uh, we're really excited to do this first podcast together where we get where you get to know us a little bit better and uh, we say uh, stupid and interesting things on camera. Exactly. And uh, what we're going to focus uh, on today are frequently asked questions. So um, we get a lot of questions from people regarding different things and this the same questions repeat themselves a lot and we think that this is a great format and a great opportunity to uh, shed some light on them indeed what's the first question uh the first question would be who are we and what do we do uh, it's not something that people ask us uh that much but i think it's uh, the first thing we should explain a little bit about ourselves really quick about uh, what we are we are yoga for bjj.net a website for jiu-jitsu practitioners that want to stay in the game for a long time so we do we shoot yoga videos on this camera and you train to them from home and that's what we are yeah like a portable yoga studio specifically designed for for grapplers and um, what we do is sebastian of course is the yoga master he shoots the videos and I help him with the uh, customer service and uh, talking to you guys, doing stuff on the website. And it's a uh, family business <laughs> uh, in the sense that we, we do everything ourselves, basically. We, we weren't professionals before and slowly we're getting to a higher and higher level. In yeah, thanks to you guys for, for uh, showing a lot of patience during the early years. Yeah, we yeah. had some... <laughs> Intense periods of uh, website crashdowns and whatnot. Yeah, <laughs> thankfully we, we're not there in, anymore, and um, we also get a lot of help from our users when if something isn't optimal, they, they point to it and then we get on it straight away. Uh, that's our mentality. And what the website is now, it's um, it's a collection of programs, tutorials, all shot and designed by Sebastian, and uh, Sebastian. What would you say to people who don't know anything about you? Who are you? What's your story? My story is I started with judo and I did judo for about 16 years and judo is fun but also very taxing on the body. So when I found jiu-jitsu I realized that jiu-jitsu is even more fun and less taxing on the body uh, so I started doing a lot of jiu-jitsu and I did only jiu-jitsu. Uh, I almost didn't warm up before jiu-jitsu because I wanted to go straight to sparring. And needless to say, but I'm gonna say it anyways, it went, it became really taxing on my body. So I was at a point where I'm like, am I gonna have a, a healthy body for the rest of my life or should I do jiu-jitsu? And instead of choosing between the two, I found the perfect middle ground yoga to um, bring these two together so that I could keep training hard and have fun on the mats without ruining my body. And when I started doing yoga and my back got better and my jiu-jitsu got better, I started, I couldn't help but sharing it with other people, started teaching yoga. Yeah, and this is a question we got just today. So um, one of our um, users or members, he asked if his back was, uh, he had a herniated L5 uh, vertebra. And we always say we're not we're not medical professionals. You should always consult them first. But his question was, can yoga help me? And uh, the way uh, Sebastian answered it was basically you had the the same injury. Is that right? Like, yeah. Uh, hernia in the lower back, and uh, I think that's a a big part of of the yoga for BJJ story that Sebastian you got into yoga because of that injury, right? Yeah. And it, it, it uh, really helped. Yeah, but after that, like after after the injury got, uh, I got well and I continued doing, it was not just, yoga is not just a rehab tool, but yoga is a tool that makes you really, it's really like a sheet code that you unlock new levels of your jiu-jitsu game. We had a really mm -hmm. tough role today yeah. and you could feel, we didn't roll in a year and you could feel how the yoga made me even smoother. And yeah, and uh, it's just, um, if I can say from first-hand experience, I roll with a lot of different people, but no one has the ability to make limbs appear where you don't expect them. So let's say you're going for a pass, I kind of turn to turtle, and then there's a hook coming in from <laughs> from a place where n where I've never seen it come before. So that's definitely like a, a major advantage. 
And uh, it's not like I'm dulcing from Street Fighter. I, I don't have uh, over flexible yeah. joints. Um, I have uh, loose. Uh, I have like flexible hamstrings. But I'm when I started uh, uh, yoga, I couldn't put on my socks without laying down on the actual ground. I had to. I had so much back pain. I was so stiff, so I had to lay down like this and pull my ankle in to put on my socks. So like. Yoga is a great rehab tool, but it, more than that, like I said uh, before you jumped in, uh, when I started teaching yoga together with my wife, and I could see like almost almost instant um, improvements of the students, like three or four times they came to my classes, and they said one guy said uh, if I felt like after three classes that I was. Uh, uh, like Forrest Gump when he got his bracers off, I was running to the bus and suddenly for the first time in years I felt uh, movable and, and strong in my hips. Uh, so what I see like from years of experience with teaching now, I see that uh, everybody finds different things in yoga that just translates immediately to Jiu Jitsu. It's not like you're gonna fix an injury in one class, but your jiu-jitsu is going to respond immediately when you start practicing yoga. And that's why I'm so yeah. excited and stoked about it. And uh, if I may say this, so my, my background is pretty similar to yours. And uh, I did judo for a long time. We never, ever stretched. Uh, the the warm-ups weren't very professional. Judo, it will make your mind tougher than pretty much anything. Yeah. But it's not very good for your body. So after I started jiu-jitsu... I definitely saw that my mobility and my flexibility are not where they they should be and I, I knew some moves that I just couldn't do before and uh, after starting with yoga myself I, I've been doing the yoga for BJJ videos for years now and I definitely see a lot of room for improvement still left but also I see the improvement that I actually got so basic, basically it's just the mobility of my of my joints is is better and um, that's why this helps me to basically spread the message work with you because I believe in in yoga for BJJ as much as anyone basically yeah and uh, it, one thing one aspect of yoga that we do not have in jiu-jitsu only the most absolute fanatic serious practitioners do things same on the uh, similar on the both sides. If you do ten on the right, you do ten on the left. Who does that? I don't do it. But in yoga, we we're forced to do it. So we yoga forces you to be more symmetrical. Yeah. So your posture improves, and your right side and left side are balanced up. And that re that's one of the things that I think unlock your jiu jitsu the most is that you become more even and balanced in your body. Yeah, and I think also the aspect that could that could be useful for some people is the mind also becomes more balanced i think especially when you do when you do yoga before a competition uh, i find that it just distracts you from everything that's going on and just makes you focused balanced so you can go in there and, and it, do your it job. distracts you from all the distractions so it, you become exactly, more present exactly, yeah exactly um yeah, so uh, question number two. We, yeah, we can start with uh, some of our user questions. And by the way, uh, this um, this podcast will be available on YouTube, and uh, we're doing it for for the audio listeners. We have to say we're doing it on yoga mats, so we're doing it in, in <laughs> yeah, proper true, in proper <laughs> fashion. So definitely um, go to YouTube to check it out if you want to see visuals and. Uh, for the questions, uh, we, we definitely plan to do more, more than one episode and we would be very happy to answer any questions that you guys send in uh, because that way we can, we can answer them uh, here. Indeed. And, uh, okay, the first question... So now, now we're going to go over the questions which may seem a little bit silly some, sometimes because they're so... There's no simple answer for them, basically. You can't really expect They're super simple... obvious, but they're yeah. hard to reply to. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, let's just uh, start. So one of the questions we get the most is, how much yoga should you do? Yeah, uh, a lot of people uh, look at yoga as another, um, another thing that you have to do. And that's the, like the, the counter, the, the real question they are, how am I going to find time to do yoga? How much do I have to do? Because I have so much things going on in life. Mm -hmm. uh, so I say it's better to do 10 minutes a day for seven days a week than one hour once a week. 
because <clears throat> it's not about how long you do it uh, or how it's it's how often you do it if you get it into a habit 10 minutes a day of stretching let's say you have stiff shoulders and you do 10 minutes of precise shoulder stretching every day it's gonna be magic in two months 10 minutes a day daily you, you're gonna change because your your attention goes there if you do a three-hour session once a month then you can forget about it for the rest of the 29 days and yeah. it's not gonna change and you obviously after a few rolls you get tight again anyway so exactly gonna... like yoga is uh, if you can if you can manage 10 minutes a day I think that's the perfect start and you can't help but increasing it to 15 and 20 minutes because you start feeling how good it feels so you want exactly. to you will want to want more of yoga I've heard that a lot from from people and I see it from my own experience once you start to see the and I wouldn't say like the results are okay so I could I could have my leg this far up and now I can have it this far up it's not really like that it's after you get done you kind of just feel looser it's an immediate benefit that you feel right after and it's especially good if you roll after so um, I think those kinds of benefit get if you get them daily yeah. they make you stick and make uh, your game to have I can change the question to how often should I eat healthy yeah like once a week or once a month should I eat two hours a no yeah. you should try to eat healthy a little bit every day yeah. That's what's going to make a big difference. So that's how often should you do yoga? Every day, but 10 minutes is enough. Yeah. And another, another question that is uh, maybe a little bit uh, oversimplified is how long should I hold a stretch? Yeah, that one is actually... Uh, it depends on the stretch because yeah. some stretches are very different from each other and all bodies are uh, different from the next body, like the proportions and how, how stiff you are versus how stiff you feel. Because the people I know that are complain the most about being stiff are professional dancers that can put their legs in a perfect mm -hmm. split because they, they push themselves so far so they feel stiff even though for us they look super flexible. So how long should you hold a stretch? I would say if you're doing, let's say, this stretch, one knee down, so, stretching sideways. Yeah, so that's a, just for the audio oh, yeah. listeners, it's, he's basically doing a, what, a hamstring stretch. Hamstring stretch with one leg, with one bending leg. a bit sideways. Yeah. So um, it doesn't really stretch if it's less than 30 seconds. Unless I'm doing like a kind of warm-up bouncing mm -hmm. up and down like this, then it's something else. But if I want to stretch for flexibility, taking six to seven breaths, deep breaths, which is about 30 seconds, I would say is a minimum. And that, that's something that um, we see people have difficulty with, basically breathing. And it's such, a, such an important component of, of stretching uh, that I think it's, it's very easy to learn. But not many people know it from the conventional stretching that's taught. You know, yeah. I've seen classes both judo and jiu-jitsu before where there's some stretching and it's like, okay, stretch this hip, one, two, three, one, one. next hip. It's yeah. like it's basically doing nothing. Really. My best beginner tip is to stop counting seconds and start counting breaths. Let's say you start at ten and then you take inhale, exhale, and then nine, and then you do that, and then suddenly a minute passes. Passes. And if you do one side first and then the second side, that's two minutes of specific stretching for your problematic area. Mm -hmm. And your body is going to respond and send out hormones like, yeah, keep doing this because stuff is happening. It's going to go by itself. But let's say ten, count to 10 while you're breathing and that's a very good start. Yeah. Um, so since we're on the topic of stretching, this is a question we also get a lot. I remember asking you about it. <laughs> it's um, when you stretch uh, for a while or pretty intensely, you get a sore feeling in, in your muscles. It's right. kind of like you, you lift it or, or did something like that. And uh, the question is, is that normal? Is, uh, what, what is that basically? Yeah, I, can't, I can't explain on a, on a cellular molecular level, uh, but when, when you have like, let's say your quads, the front of your mm -hmm. thighs, and you start stretching them a lot, uh, or, or the hamstrings, uh, it's natural to feel uh, a bit stiffer afterwards. Like the doctor says, sometimes it gets better, it worse before it gets better. Mm -hmm. And when you, let's say you sit at an office chair for six to eight hours a day and you start doing stretching and you get really into it, like you get into jiu-jitsu um, and you start stretching for half an hour a day, of course the body is gonna like react to it. 
It's like when you're changing your diet. You used to eat McDonald's and then you start drinking smoothies. Of course you're gonna get a reaction. It's like <laughs> what happened? What what's happening yeah, to my belly? Your your entire gut flora. Exactly, and it's the same with yeah, muscles. Yeah. Like when you have, if you have super stiff hips and you start stretching them, yeah. things are actually stored in the hips. You no, have the, the muscles are like what the hell is yes, going on? Yes, and the fascia, fascia too might be really stuck. So you you might feel actual real pain if you do a deep stretch when you're really stiff. Uh, but if you're patient and you don't start practicing with ego and trying to mm-hmm. trying to beat some kind of yoga world record in speed, but you that just... seems like a key word, patience, yeah. because uh, I think it's important to realize, and we never we never really lie about this, or we never ever um, promise any magical results. Yoga takes takes patience and. You have to wait a while before you see really drastic results. Some some things will have immediate results, like the the sensation of well-being might be there, moment like yeah. instantly. Uh, your stiff hamstrings might take two years before they, you can notice the results. But I, I think a lot of people get benefits that they don't notice also. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's only when you start thinking back, and like three months ago when I started. Ha, huh, things changed, but I didn't notice it until... Because some things are really subtle. I, I think a great tip for people getting into yoga would be to take some before pictures. So yes. when you decide to go for it, yes. first of all, you will have a very clear re- uh, reference. Yeah. And second of all, it will also motivate you more to, to improve yourself and to, to stick to it. The reason people don't do that is probably because they don't even want to see themselves because they feel ashamed of whatever it is. Uh, but I absolutely recommend people yeah. to do that. Take a, the, your first yoga session, just put the video there, and so it, you're going to laugh at it one day. <laughs> yeah, and we, we hear this from people as well. They say, um, yoga really killed my ego, which, to be honest, I think is something everyone should kind of search for. Exactly. Jiu-jitsu destroys your ego when you're a white Yes, dog, of course. So <laughs> uh, I think there's growth in all of those situations and improvement as well. Um, anything that brings you back to the down to the ground instead of in yeah. your fantasy is perfect and another thing that I noticed and I um, I'm interested in your comment is I, I find that with yoga and jiu-jitsu and like very hard competition training two times a day doing lifting and stuff like that as well I find it like a balance or a battle between getting the effects of mobility and flexibility in and the muscles getting kind of tight and the body just tightening up stiffening up and i think at least for myself maybe and some other people it might kind of seem like they're doing nothing but uh imagine not stretching and doing the same stuff What, what would be happening i think it's kind of like i find that if i don't know i have x amount of pressure of um of stiffness after a competition or I mean after a training it kind of gets balanced or reduced by by yoga and uh, what would you say about that well uh, the the balance between flexibility and strength let's take three people let's take the most flexible guy in the world is he really inspirational is that your goal to be super duper flexible probably not you don't want to be a rubber person yeah and take the biggest, strongest guy in the world. Is that really what you want to be? Super duper strong? No. You want to be something in the middle. Someone who is flexible yeah. and strong. Like Bruce Lee. Why is he so inspirational? Because he could move. Mm-hmm. He could move. He could fight. But he was also... He had control. Uh, and he was really philosophical as well. So he did a lot of... We can call it yoga. Yeah. Uh, so... But that's hard. It's It's... It's actually easy to be really flexible. You just have to push yourself like crazy and destroy your body and you're going to be flexible. And it's, it's easy to be strong too. You just have to eat the right stuff and train really, really, really hard mm-hmm. and you're going to be strong. But what's in that, it's, there is no balance. So finding the balance is going to take patience, time and uh, uh, dedication. And that's why, that's why uh, people drop off because they expect immediate mm-hmm. results or they go too far in one direction. Yeah, I like, think uh, what what I would um, what I would assume is that going into anything and yoga included, like full on one hundred percent, doing so much stretching, flying through it, we see a larger drop of rate for yes, for people yes, like that yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. it's not really sustainable. And yeah. I think it's the same with pretty much everything, even jujitsu. 
You you often see some oh, white yeah, belts yeah, in the yeah, gym. Yeah, yeah. They, every day, every they day. They love yeah. it every day, and then some. Where where? Two years later. Yeah, yeah. Where's that guy? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, definitely so something to expand to your horizon too instead of okay i'm gonna do yoga now until the end of the summer i'm gonna do yoga until the end of my 50s yeah. <laughs> that's a more realistic because if it takes just 10 minutes a day you're doing something you're wasting 10 minutes a day so you might as well just exchange it with something that's good for you and that way you don't have to be too uh, interested in 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 how long is it gonna take? How hard is it to? It, it's irrelevant because you can just do it ten minutes yeah, a day. Exactly. And you're gonna see. Exactly. <laughs> Let it be a surprise instead of trying to figure it out before it happens. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the it's a problem from a lot of people. We kind of search for immediate gratification, yes. and I I would say that the best things in life they don't come from that they no. come from delayed gratification yes. <laughs> which is kind of with with our own existence it's kind of hard because w a lot of us realize that we have a very limited time so you have that uh yeah. that thing like oh if i don't do it now maybe something happens you know yeah. but i think there's certain things that just take a little bit of, of time and like we said before you with yoga you get benefits immediately that you you can be quite satisfied with mm. at least that's uh, what I would notice. Um, okay, we can move on to the next question. We get this one a lot, and it's I have an insert body part here injury. Yeah. Uh, what should I do? How how do we normally approach a question like that? Well, you can you can do two things, and both are legit. You can visit a specialist who know what they're talking about, or you can. Uh, not do that because you have been to a lot of specialists and nobody could help you so you can either let someone else take care of it for you which might work you have to try it before you know but if that doesn't work or if you just want to take care of it yourself you can depends on the injury of course if you have some really weird uh, uh, d thing in your dna that just makes your knees atrophy i'm not saying that yoga is gonna cure it mm. and it would be illegal for me to claim such a thing but uh, if you have the co most common problems like popping shoulders or just stiff shoulders pain in the knees or injuries in the knees and a lot of stiffness in the hips and lower back problems 95 yeah, percent yeah, yeah that's yeah, usually yeah. what it is or the neck and the fingers uh, what can you do about that will yoga help i would say yes it will help but not if you uh, depends on how you treat yourself because if you're like fuck my knee I hate my knee I wish I could buy a new knee and replace it and not have this pain that attitude is not healthy but if you're like okay I'm gonna do yoga and I'm gonna do whatever it takes to do what I see on the screen and not feel pain in my knee mm. that's very healthy and so you, if, if you can manage to modify the like 10 15 20 percent of the poses that you can't do full-on without trying to get addicted to that feeling of ah i had pain in my knee because mm -hmm. i had a lot of pain and it was kind of a masochistic sensation like i wanna i wanna see if all that yeah that hurt instead of just like exactly when i started to I, practice I, yoga I, yeah. yeah you can recognize yeah, i can definitely recognize that it's like does it hurt and the more you think about it the more it hurts normally exactly and uh just one thing uh, regarding the knee specifically we we say this a lot and people might find it useful it's that uh yoga can't really fix or change the structure of your knees no. and what's going on no. so if you have a torn meniscus i've had a, a surgery on that uh just in in june there's really yoga will not help you heal the injury because it's just not the way the body works what it might help you with so in my personal experience uh, the hip got really really stiff the ankle as well and uh, my glutes kind of sent sciatica like uh, sensations on my leg and yoga definitely helped with, with that yeah. but for the actual knee it, it just had to go away with surgery basically if you want to keep practicing jiu-jitsu yeah and you have a, a legit problem inside your knee yoga is not going to fix your meniscus yeah. but yoga might fix everything else yeah. surrounding however if you have just kind of like nagging stiff pain around the knees then it might be that the tissues around your knees so yeah. like the the quads even the calves and then up to the hips uh, 
yoga definitely can influence that and, and help. So Yeah, and all the injuries. Like when you had a, I got an email the other day with someone who had a 30-year-old injury. And he asked, is yoga going to help? And how long will it take? And I'm like, it might help. I think it will help. If you had had pain there for 30 years and you didn't really do anything about it, if you start practicing yoga, it might actually help. But if you had pain for 30 years, I'm not saying it's going to go away in 30 days. You might, it might take 3-4 years before you figure out what you have been doing wrong for 30 years. Because if you have an injury and 30 years later you still have pain, you didn't adapt the right way. Your body is trying... The pain is just a signal from one body part telling the brain, do something different. And if you ignore that signal all the time, then it's not going to change. It's just going to transfer or go away and come back. Yeah, and the the reason... So I think some of... There's a lot of skeptical people out there, yeah. and I'm one of them, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, that's health, health is skepticism. Yeah, is. and what they could say is, ah, so for any injury, you guys just uh, say that yoga will help. And uh, what we do on the website, it's important to, to point out, I feel, is with our subscriptions, we always encourage people to try mm. and try we also point out that if something hurts like don't don't aggravate it like it shouldn't hurt so try it and that's why we also have a, a refund on the website available to anyone who can't be helped by yoga but to be honest we never really have to act on that we we find that most of our members can find some improvement yeah in, in it depends that. on your motiv motivation uh, i'm not saying that yoga can cure everything and i'm not saying it will cure anything but uh, this is what i learned in my teacher's training my teacher told me you should never tell someone this will fix that because you don't know because no yoga teacher is an expert and most experts aren't experts either the real experts are really humble and they admit that they know almost mm -hmm. nothing. And the best experts in the world will say, how, did, how does this feel? Does this hurt? Yes? Okay, then we're going to do something different. And they just try and fail and try and fail until we find something that works. And I try to teach the exact same way that's, in your world. That sounds to me like being successful in life in anything, really. Yeah. So that, not, that not trying to find a, a, a template that you yeah. can force on top of reality, but you just experiment and stay humble and try. And if, if you're a person with an injury uh, and you're motivated to not be injured anymore, you will find a way, I guarantee you. And out of our 150 videos, I think, you will find one video that's going to be your favorite and you're going to find five to ten exercises that you want to be doing every day, which is going to make your uh, your pain go away for a while and you're going to feel really healthy and your body is going to flip from a bad spiral to a good spiral and you start having fun and you start feeling good. And that's if that's not healing, there is no healing. Like if you can practice yoga that's, that feels good and is fun, and so that you want to do it more, then your injuries, even if it's not completely healed, if let's say you lost an arm, mm -hmm. you're not going to grow your arm back, but you might feel much better with everything else in your body. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. And um, something that we also uh, encounter is, so I, I would almost uh, fall into that category when I started, of being as flexible as a rock, we, we like to say. Yeah. Basically, it's being so inflexible and having neglected that aspect of um, well-being for so long that it's actually like embarrassing yeah. to, to yourself for yourself to try but if that's the case you absolutely need yoga basically or any anything that will improve your your mobility because at that point your daily life and jiu-jitsu they can suffer a lot if yeah. you're that flexible so how what what recommendation would you have someone who would identify as a rock in terms of flexibility start with a lot of support instead of sitting up on your butt with straight legs and trying to touch your toes begin your mistake number one throw your legs up the wall so that you're laying down on your back with the legs up the wall instead mm -hmm. so instead of you doing the work gravity and the wall will do the work for you. So instead of sitting there for 30 seconds and feeling stiff, you can stay there for 20 minutes. And when you stand up, you're going to feel completely different. Your spine has been straight the whole time. Your hips was up in the air and then they slowly lower down. Your legs were bent and now they're straight. 
and everything happened while you were like breathing and relaxing or even be staying on your phone yeah. you're just using a, a smarter strategy like rock i know i know the feeling of being a rock i was flexible but my pain made me into a rock i couldn't take on my socks so the first exercise i found for my lower back was simply laying down on my back and just rocking up and down really really small rocks like this and this was enough for my spine to like re respond and like okay this is not dangerous it's not pain I'm not provoking the pain so that was the first exercise and then I found another one and another one and now I can do four and a half minute handstands and and do crazy stuff it just starts with one simple thing so if you have pain find that one exercise where you can start and take it from there yeah that's a very good uh, very good recommendation I think um, and okay to change it up a little bit uh, a very practical question we get is what kind of a yoga mat should you should you buy or look for if you decide to do that uh, a one that lasts for a long time because if you buy a cheap one and it starts uh, you know falling apart mm -hmm. uh, it's not really nice to practice on and if, if it's um, if it's really thin then it will hurt when you put your knee, knees down and uh, it will if the mat stretches when you stand on it it feels like slipping yeah. so you need a, a proper mat of rubber that doesn't stretch when you use so now i think i have a little bit of a beef with you yeah because you didn't tell me this before and i had <laughs> to figure it out myself so i bought a thin slippy mat which literally fell apart and it didn't cost very much and then the next one I bought was um, Manduka, I think it was made from recycled rubber. And yeah. man, I have never seen a better yoga mat. I've had it for a year now and there's no signs of anything. And yeah. it's the least slippy surface I think on, on which you can do. So as with most, most things, probably a good yoga mat, which is a little bit more expensive will... Between eight and a hundred dollars, but... Look yeah. at it like this. Why do many beginners continue with jiu-jitsu? Because they make the initial investment yeah. of like a $150 gi or yeah. $120. So if you make a, a good investment in a yoga mat, uh, if you uh, down the road decide to stop doing yoga, you can give it away as a present to someone who does yoga. Mm -hmm. uh, but also when you made the initial investment, it's going to feel good to step on the mat i'm not saying you need a hundred dollar yoga mat to practice yoga you can practice it you know, on your living room floor or um or just on a carpet or whatever but some of the poses actually feels much much better to have a quality yoga mat but i'm not saying you need it it's just i for me i'm never going back to a shitty mat yeah the manduka manduka pro i they actually have a lifetime uh, guarantee that it will last for your lifetime it's just thick rubbery yeah. and not doesn't slip at all yeah and uh, I find that some mats like jiu-jitsu mats are also pretty good at, uh, yeah. at support they're they're soft and uh, most of them are made to not be slippy yeah because we, yeah. we can't slip uh, if you have a couple of jiu-jitsu mats at home that's yeah. perfect you don't need a yoga mat yeah and it's also perfect for warming up before before training yeah that's uh, I'm I'm training in uh, Dublin out East Coast Jiu Jitsu, and um, I really like the culture at the gym with stretching and yoga is really good. Because, yeah, because you do like yoga as warm up for every training. Yeah, right? I mean that that's all down to uh, Daryl Connell, who's my my coach now. Uh, he's one of the success stories yeah. from Yoga for Beach. They also had uh, severe back issues, and now he's I mean. Every time I see him do some some stuff, I'm I'm like blown away because he's turning into somewhat of a mobility and flexibility beast. Yeah. beast yeah, and I think people who train at our gym they see that um, how how much of a benefit it has. Yeah. And a lot of people show up before training. They start uh, doing some mobility stuff, flowing stuff like that, and the the mat is perfect for that so you don't have to have to worry about that. now that you mention it it's fun it's fun to see that white belts and black belts can be even though the bj technicality is like they're oceans yeah. apart 
they still feel the same way in their body if they don't yeah. do yoga. Like they, they, a black belt can feel super stiff and have a lot of pain and they can still but, kick ass on the mat. Yeah. Just, uh, but a white how, belt, how many people do that do we know or we've heard of? Like, <laughs> extremely <laughs> stiff people who just destroy everyone. Yeah, but they also destroy themselves. Well, I'm not yeah. going to mention names, but I saw one black belt world champion. He was doing a yoga class and I felt so bad for this guy because he couldn't sit down on his butt and and stretch forward he was falling back because he was so stiff like his jiu-jitsu is amazing he's so strong you won't believe it but he can't move at all so I, i'm like i admire well, this guy because his jiu-jitsu is great yeah. but what, what about in 15 years yeah, where he's yeah. going to be in 15 exactly. years he's not going to be able to sit up and down on the floor because man i've seen so many stories in judo like that i've I've had the opportunity before my my jiu-jitsu days to train with uh, the Slovenian Olympic judo team. Yeah. Incredible results, especially the the girls there. I think there's two Olympic gold medals now, uh, or like a lot of a lot of great achievements. But many of them, like they turn thirty and their athletic yeah. careers careers yeah. are done. done. Yeah. It's just you can achieve great things, but at what what cost? So. Yeah. Probably the the person that you mentioned could still be a complete beast and destroyer of worlds, while also maybe even better because of because of being more mobile or, or flexible. So yeah, that, and we talked a lot about injury uh, yoga as rehab, which yeah. we uh, we we're just saying you can train yoga and your injuries will probably go away, like eventually. Yeah, but, if, the, but, if they're the type that can go. Away, yeah, exactly. Like, but uh, what we haven't talked about is yoga as prehab. Like mm. th th you stay away from injury. Since I started training yoga, uh, I've just been injured a couple of times, and that was from stupid jiu-jitsu moves, not tapping to a reverse heel hook or whatever, just bad luck or being stupid. Yeah. But, but uh, um, my shoulders, my elbows, uh, my ankles, my wrists are fine. And mm. even though I get submitted in nasty submissions, both. Like I l have learned to tap faster because I know how good it feels to have a healthy <laughs> body, but also like I can I can endure so much more when I'm flexible instead of when I'm yeah. super inflexible. And what would you say about this hypothesis that most people who get injured in uh, jiu-jitsu, they do so because they don't understand their body's capabilities. I've seen that happen time and time again. Mm. People put themselves in a position, especially when it's like a fast scramble. And they put their knees somewhere, they put something where somewhere. Where it shouldn't be. Yeah. yeah, where it shouldn't be because it's just the body isn't that uh, flexible to go there, basically. Yeah. And I think one of the, uh, again, I'm going to talk about my own experience, but I think it's uh, permissible here because so many people might be in the same position. You yeah. know? And um, I think that the awareness that you get from yoga, like you, you put your, you do a lot of different moves. Ex uh, for example, during a flow, you you show a lot of different stuff, and then you kind of realize, like, okay, my, I can put my heel this far to my butt. I can do this. Yes. I can do that, and I can't do some things. And I found that I I also haven't been getting injured during rolling unless like it was a situation like that where a bit of that stubbornness comes yeah. in. At, uh, in a competition and um, just because of this awareness not putting you yourself into a position if you can avoid it of course yeah where something might happen due to due to your body's uh, limitations yeah I would say four injuries out of five don't happen because you, you there is such a thing that everybody knows about called muscle memory mm. and when you practice yoga for half an hour a day and you you put your body in weird positions but you, you, you get to know, like, my body is meant, it, it can be here. And my body feels really good here. And when I do this, it feels really weird. And when you just roll that in your head over and over again, every time you step on a yoga mat, when you step on a jiu-jitsu mat, it doesn't go away. It's still there. So when someone puts you in a similar weird position, you know, is this a tap situation or is this yeah. just a keep pushing situation? So for sure, the, the muscle memory is in work and... and you avoid so many injuries from being present and aware of your own body's limitations. Yeah. And uh, I think for for the next podcast, what uh, we will probably try to cover is a lot of people have specific problem areas. And uh, we, we're not going to try to address them all now, but for 
if you if you have any uh, interest in like how to best deal with the shoulders with the hips we're probably gonna cover that uh, next time right yeah and also that's why we have the specific programs like we mm -hmm. have a whole week of shoulder yeah and actually we, we could talk a little bit about that most people don't know so in the in the past yoga for bjj was kind of random videos random, yeah. yeah and it took oh my god it took a lot of dedication to to do them yourself basically it was there was not so much guidance but now what what we've done is uh, created a lot of programs for people uh so which ones which ones yeah they're they're progressive so yeah. like i made most of them for five days on so monday to friday yeah. so you have the back body week we focus on the hamstrings the lower back the upper back and the neck and we do small sections every day between 15 and 30 minutes mm -hmm. every day uh, and we have hip week which is super popular yeah uh, hip week is like Tough. I think yeah, I think there there should be a meme, Hipwick one. Like you just got Hipwick one. Like it's if you if you're a member, I suggest you try that video to to test yourself. It's yeah. it's quite a beast. Uh, and then we yeah. have the yoga for rock weeks for yeah. for if you feel stiff as a rock, you can try the yoga for rocks for the inverted guard yeah. and more. So are up. this this quite this is actually one of the most frequently asked questions. It's uh, how should I actually proceed on the website? And what we've done now is the first program, like you said before, ten minutes a day to just to get the habit started. So the first program is ten and ten. Ten, uh, ten minutes for ten days. Yeah. So you f you focus on. Uh, one body part or one problematic area a day and just kind of gently go through it and then some people have uh, difficulty with some of the poses which yeah. which is again incredibly important to stress don't be ashamed of, of yeah. that or don't yeah. quit because of it don't get frustrated just like anything in life you're not good at it at first but then you get better and um, for people who find a few poses difficult, we kind of direct them to Yoga for Rocks, which yeah. which we hope to turn into a series. And uh, the rest who don't find it that hard, they have Startup Week, right? Uh, yeah. To to kind of get in touch with the yeah, we have a basis. we have an outline on the website. Yeah, exactly. So it's if you can remember it, it's uh, yogaforbj.net slash order. What's the what's the thing called in the uh, middle? Order yeah. of videos. Order should... of videos. Yeah, we we're gonna post it in the description of yeah. of this uh, video as well. Um, yeah, and then there's fundamental fundamentals week as well, right? Uh, foundation week. Sorry. You can go to yogafrbj.net slash programs and yeah, and just check check them there. out. Yeah, and but. Then uh, we also don't want people to just look at the programs because there's 150 videos. Yeah. And if you go to the video library, you can search for a lot of tutorials yeah. and a lot of a lot of different videos. It, my personal favorite is hip hip sequence. Hip so sequence. it's like a really retro video, just 20 minutes. But um, the problem that I had with my hip before, I did it every single day. It feels mm. super good. It's just the perfect intensity. And I really recommend our members to to check it out. It it feels great, and not not many people know about it. Yeah, it's kind of like a, yeah, it's old. like an older <laughs> an older video. Uh, so I think it's uh, it would be a good idea to talk about jiu-jitsu a little bit because this is yeah. yoga for BJ. Sure. So um, uh, like you said today, we absolutely tried to murder each other uh, in preparation for our matches. So uh, where where are you competing next? I'm competing in a new tournament with the EBI rules, uh, Eddie Brown Invitational rules, called uh, Crest in Finland. And there is 16 guys invited. Uh, no gi, 20 minutes, submission only, mm -hmm. and 5,000 euros, which is like $6,000 to the winner. Muy, muy plata. Yes. Um, I think um, that will definitely be like an underrated tournament because we're. We're based in Europe, obviously, and uh, a lot of those guys in, in that tournament are like proper high-level practitioners, yeah. and most people don't, don't know their names. So for you American buddies that we have and uh, other people around the world, maybe check that out, uh, Crest Invitational. And uh, I'm preparing for a Polaris match, so uh, Polaris is one of the, one of the premier uh, professional events now. Um, and 
for me personally, I'm going to be on the undercard. I think my my opponent is well known and he, it will be announced officially. I don't want to do it. Uh, but man, some insane names on the card. I just uh, saw that Gary Tonin is fighting uh, Gilbert Burns. Durinho, yeah, it's <laughs> going to be crazy. And uh, with, um, I think, Minova Man. Do you know Minova Man? He's a fighter from Pride uh, who was like... I think he's around 90 kilos, maybe, even less, I don't know. And he made a reputation of, uh, for himself by just submitting the hell out of heavyweights. Like, <laughs> legit monster heavyweights. He's really well known in Japan for, for leg locks and all that. And I think, uh, I may be wrong, he's fighting AJ Agazarm on the card. Okay. And uh, there's a few insane names that, that are going to fight. And it's in full, full England. Yours is on the 22nd of October, yeah. right? And my, my fight is on the 29th of uh, October. And it's going to be free on YouTube uh, if you're interested. And uh, the main card is a, is a pay-per-view. Well worth buying. Yeah. Uh, I was there for the previous one. Oh my God, what, a, what an experience. Just seeing Gary Tonin fight Paharis live, <laughs> the madness thing. <laughs> one moment, I don't know if I'm ever going to forget it. Like... Paul Harris was kind of getting up from his knees and Tonin was also kind of getting, getting up. I saw the up. picture. <laughs> yeah. And the way he flipped him, I was like, this is not humanly possible. Like the, well, what, the what I like about this new... Uh, uh, some, some, I've been to some uh, of these invitationals which were really... I went to one in the States which was super boring. Uh, but like it was a few years back. And now it seems like people really they don't try to people try to please the crowd mm. so they people try to fighters really try to show off their jiu-jitsu yeah. not caring about if you yeah. win by advantage so and, because, and the crowd is getting more uh, educated too mm. so people know what to look for and appreciate the actual jiu-jitsu this, this is i think the i think the our two competitions have the best the best rules so ebi obviously is Fantastic. exciting be because it's, uh, it's so yeah, smart. it's very smart because it's like the I like the um, uh, comparison to penalty shootouts in football. Football yeah. is boring, by the way. Uh, but <laughs> the, the penalty is like, yeah, like if if I'm at home, if I'm at home and my my dad is uh, watching football, I always like to be called for, for the penalties. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't really care yeah, because it's make or break. Yeah, yeah. either win or you lose. A, pre a lot of pressure as well. So uh, uh, those. EBI rules are great, and what Polaris did now, uh, they they faced a little bit of criticism for um, draw having fest. a lot of draws. Draw yeah. Fest, yeah. And, I mean, in my opinion, and this might be a bit unpopular, but some fighters that have really good names, extremely good credentials, but they ju they're just not like made for uh, for that kind of rule. Like, yeah. su uh, rule, submission only, because it's also... It's about winning, but it's also about not losing. So you have two ways to go. One is financial motivation, which doesn't really always work unless it's extreme. And uh, <laughs> yeah, right. EBI does that well, like where they where they uh, give you money for submissions yeah. only. That's that's really good. But um, Polaris made a completely new rule set with judges where they so. If I try to describe it in detail, I'm going to butcher it because it's quite yeah. quite long and can be definitely found on the website. But the main gist of it is they look for things that you like to see in a fight. So uh -huh. a fighter being aggressive, a fighter like pushing the pace, going for submissions, mm -hmm. trying to win. So this prevents uh, the following scenario. I pull guard, sweep you and then proceed to get the hell beaten out of me but that, with, with no points. Yeah, yeah, but that what you just described makes a lot of sense in a tournament where you have five to ten fights in one day. Mm. Being it's just being smart. People can call it boring, but your you, a gold medal yeah. can be boring. But it's well worth being a little bit strategical. Yeah. But when people pay for an event, it's an exhibition, yeah. and you're there to please the crowd. Then it doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, and and I agree as well that points. Points are there for a reason. Like they, they actually can decide who who's better, yes. right? And in addition to that, uh, Bernardo Faria made a, a good point. He said that getting scored on opens you up, and that opens opens oh, yes. up submissions yes, as well. True. 
don't get me started on advantages. So <laughs> this is uh, we're trying to make this as family friendly. Yeah. So no swearing and less, today. Less opinionated. Yeah, yeah, no, not so opinionated, but uh, yeah, our opinion, at least my opinion about advantages, is not very very nice. Or uh, winning by advantages on purpose. Advantages have have their own purpose, but like going for them and being really satisfied by winning by advantages isn't I'm always surprised because I still after nine years of competing in jiu-jitsu uh, I still don't know which person <laughs> I am on when I'm fighting and I look up to figure out who the hell I am I'm like am I down or up am I down or up and I can't really trust my my always my friends because they might be wrong so like if I win by advantage I'm super happy because I had no idea I thought I was yeah, losing yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's like there's not there's not many people like that, but I think that's why people like you and well, watch your your matches. That, I have no idea what's going on. That's yeah. why I'm entertaining. Yeah, but also like, doing stuff that people don't don't expect. I think personally, again, I would definitely prefer to lose and have an exceptional performance and really give it my all. I the the crushing defeats are the ones where you don't show how good you are yeah but if you show how good you are and the guy is still better yeah yeah so and especially sh showing showing off to yourself is that's why you yeah, compete yeah. because for me competition takes training to the next dimension it's because at training you don't know if the guy you're fighting is giving it his best he might have a bad mm -hmm. day you might have a good day he might be tired you might you never know but in competition everybody has the same ability to prepare yeah. for the competition so in competition you really get to know if what you practice works and that that's why i'm gonna try to compete for the rest of my life because i don't want to be delusional and practice jiu-jitsu that's not really jiu-jitsu that doesn't work i don't want to be practicing a system that that I invented in my head and that doesn't apply to reality yeah. and that's why i love competition yeah and i mean just just the stress of competition i think that that's one of the best things you can put yourself yeah. through I, it I, sucks yeah before before and it's i mean it's not like it's not like uh we're like seasoned black belts but we always recommend people to compete right yeah for just if let's say you're a you're a four stripe white belt or something yeah and you have a normal life a normal job but jiu-jitsu is your your hobby and your passion so I would say that for people like that, competing has definite benefits because yeah. the first competition you go to or the first few you go to, you will be you will be shitting your pants to to be <laughs> honest. Like it's such an intense experience as when when you referee a match and you see people coming like there. Yeah. Sometimes it happened that uh, one time it happened that someone submitted the person and then got up and asked asked me. Did I win? Yeah, you're so nervous. So yeah. extremely, insanely tough. But then you know that feeling and you overcome yeah. it. And you go in for a meeting for your promotion or whatever. And you know that the time when someone tried to choke the head off of you was probably worse <laughs> than that. So you, you perform better. At least yeah. at least that's a, that's a theory. And, and uh, a lot of people avoid competition because they have low self esteem or low self uh, w they mm. don't they don't think they're they're good enough in some ways yeah. or another to compete and some people are uh, have a lot of ego like a really strong ego and for them it's even more healthy to get uh, i'm talking out of own, my own experience i go to a competition and i inside i'm outside i'm humble but inside i i have this idea that yeah i think i'm a lot of better I, I'm, I'm better than all of the other fighters and then I got submitted in the first fight. And then I have to take a meeting with myself. And it's so mm -hmm. healthy. This whole process is so damn healthy. Because it doesn't let you stare away from reality. It, like competition brings you back on track. Both with training and with your own mm -hmm. head. And it's just like, it's about perseverance uh, as well. Because I don't think there's anyone who can lose. And then basically you have to get over it. Yes. Like you can't just lose yeah. and quit, you know. No, you, uh, all the all. I'm, what I wanted to say was, there's probably you think of a jiu-jitsu world champion, and it's very unlikely that they went and won everything. It's <laughs> it's not not a very unlikely. It's impossible. Yeah. There there's no one like that, and uh, 
that is definitely one of the things that you can actually look forward to getting humbled and yeah and what like you said getting over stuff how, how many people have like non-jiu-jitsu practitioners how many people have a problem with that getting over a um, ex-partner or getting over a lost yeah. job or what if it sticks with you for 20 years in some ways that's 20 wasted years like competition it it's just so healthy and it's just, just, it's just so brutal what what <laughs> what is really what's really interesting about it is a competition can turn out to be the best day or, of your life or the worst one. and you don't know before yeah you, you have no idea <laughs> and then uh, the beauty of this sport is that it's individual so there can only be one you can't blame your team. Yeah, you can't. You, it's, oh, that guy didn't pass me the ball. <laughs> Shut up. Just, it's you. It's all you. And um, you definitely have to take ownership of, of that fact. And that's that's really hard to do sometimes. Yeah. Uh, even like if you give your best and it's still not enough, you're like, ah, oh, damn. Yeah, then it, but then, then it's always the referee's yeah. fault, right? Yeah, of course. Vantage and Ruiz, poha. Yeah. Uh, so now I think we can move into some more, uh, like, not, not, oh, no, um, you know what we should talk about as well, where, where do you train? Like if people want, if people are in town and they want to roll, where, where yeah. do they find if you? If you happen to find yourself in Oslo in Norway, which is in Europe, uh, then you should come by uh, Frontline Academy, which is, I've been training judo for a long time and I've been training jiu-jitsu for quite a while. And I've been to a lot, a lot of academies, many different places, and this is for sure the best place for me to train. Both the instructors and the atmosphere at the academy. First of all, anybody's welcome to come train. Just mm -hmm. warn us before so we know, so we can prepare to have yeah. all the good guys there to <laughs> kick your ass. Uh, and nobody, nobody, I don't know if anyone ever paid for training. People just come and they are all allowed to train and they're yeah. welcome. And it's like a really open atmosphere and uh, yeah. it's, so it's, a, it's informal, but at the same time, it's really serious. This, so. this, is, this is almost a segue into something that I don't think we've ever discussed anywhere. Uh, in front like public publicly how did we even like meet and and get started on yoga for bj together it was because last summer you basically suggested that i i had no money and i wanted to work basically the, the situation was like this i had a gap year and then i said okay i'm gonna work and then i'm gonna go study for my master's but what i did was just train all the time and then i had like three <laughs> three more months and sebastian says uh if you want to come to norway it's one of the wealthiest countries in the world you have very high uh wages so it was also uh way easier to decide to come with frontline because frontline yeah. is i mean it has a good reputation it has a very good reputation it. and it has it yeah for a reason I think Teta is one of the one of the best yes. the best coaches in in Europe for yes. sure, and um, yeah, basically by by accepting that invitation, we're here now. And Frontline, also, I think if you come once, you're you're definitely gonna try to come come back because just because for one reason, you can't roll with all the good guys in one day. It's it's, it's humanly yeah. impossible. Yeah. When you put everyone in a line, just the number of black brown purple belts i mean you have some and really tough blue belts yeah 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 i mean <laughs> and white belts one of my friends is a white belt and i have a really hard time submitting this guy yeah. he's so strong and not to mention the mma team is also doing really oh yes well. yes I, we have two uh, we have two guys coming up for the ufc one yeah. just won his first fight and yeah. another one is fighting in december i think yeah i think jack jack hermanson is who who won the first fight absolute yeah. beast super nice guy as well yes he he fought uh, Scott Askham, I think, one in Hamburg, and now he's fighting Cesar Mutange Ferreira in Brazil. Uh, definitely, it would be nice to see because the guy has been caught doing steroids before, okay. and I really want to see Jack kick his ass. So, yes, Bora Jack. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and as I mentioned before, if you're ever in Dublin, Ireland, East Coast Jiu Jitsu is the is the place the place to be uh lots of, uh, it's a younger academy than than frontline I yeah think. so it's really just a few years yeah. but i've been there and and the atmosphere is absolutely amazing yeah. Dara is the great i think i time. think i think there is like an anomaly because 
you you see you see people who are uh, great competitors and who are great coaches but very rarely at the same time yeah people don't and have a great person yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah people don't have energy to do that <laughs> yeah. so uh, same same goes for east coast you don't have to pay to train if you're there just drop by and uh, that's pretty much it um so not jiu-jitsu related since this is a podcast we basically decided to do podcasts because we both like them yeah uh, which which ones would you recommend for people to listen to after they listen to our podcast uh i've seen a f- few very interesting characters on the joe rogan experience uh, it, sometimes they're a little bit long for my taste but some sometimes i just watch the whole thing because the the guests there are absolutely amazing and it's it's not really an interview it's a conversation yeah and uh, i like how they i like the the whole setup there um like i said i'm a bit impatient with the with the with my time so like three four hours can be a bit too much but i think they uh, cut it up into pieces yeah so i i really like i really appreciate uh, what's really good about podcasts i think is that um you can first of all you can listen to them while while you do menial tasks like you're driving somewhere podcast because what you can either listen to them for entertainment that's that's really good but you can also listen to them to expand your knowledge which which is something we're always trying to do and I think it's an attitude that a lot of jiu-jitsu people have, so... Um, I watch a lot of TED Talks. Yeah, yeah. I, I love TED yeah. Talks. There's I get I get a few a few a week to, I to check out. Said, yeah, because yeah. there's some of the most amazing and successful people in the world uh, just talking for maximum 20 minutes about the subject they really love, and it's so inspirational. There's a new, there's a new podcast out there that I have to uh, sincerely recommend to, to our listeners. It's the Jocko Willing podcast. Uh, I've lis- I'm listening to it religiously. Uh, so Jocko Willing is a Navy SEAL, former Navy SEAL, who basically became somewhat of a leadership expert, but not in a gimmicky way, out of experience in combat, which is basically the purest form of competition. And his podcast is, sometimes he does book reviews uh, about war, which is like a personal, personal thing that I like. But I think... You like like war? (laughs) Yeah, I don't like war, but it fascinates me. Like, it's the... It's human nature kind of exposed. Horrible, uh, but it has to be studied and understood just so that we can prevent it. I think think personally war is something so horrible that it should always be... um, We have to take it uh, into consideration. Yes, but there's also proof in our history that it's a real real big part of humanity it has always been and we have to learn the lessons of yeah, the past yeah we have to to change our attitude and, if we want yeah and i think uh, that i would definitely recommend that and the tim ferris podcast i think also has a uh, few people who are experts at what they do and you can always learn from from experts in basically people who have accomplished and if they have something to share it's it's nice to listen. Yeah, uh, I think it's very good. Uh, is there anything else uh, do you you think we should go over? No, I think this was uh, I think this was a great opportunity uh, to be able to to communicate. It's really hard to communicate through yeah. email and text. Yeah. So this this is a Not nice way for you to get to know what we are about yeah. and why we do stuff. And if you have questions, we would love to answer them in podcast number two. Yeah, exactly. And uh, this is part of a continual effort to get closer to our members and to uh, like uh, have them understand what we're about and know them as well. We have a new tool on the website, kind of new, new-ish, uh, where basically you can reach us at any time. There's yeah. a little button on the on the bottom. Uh, if you have any questions, you can always write us. Um, Sebastian or I, we, we always try to answer them. And uh, it's there so that people don't feel like lost. or yeah. you, you can find out anything pretty much that, that you want. Yeah. And I uh, oh, almost forgot to mention this, the Reddit thing. Oh, yes. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, you can, you can go ahead. So, so um, this podcast is about you getting to know us and asking questions and stuff, but there is a big community of yoga for BJ practitioners and um, we don't have a place to meet. 
but now we do. Yeah. So we checked uh, out many different options and we landed on the best forum uh, place on the internet is Reddit. Yeah. So we launched a, a subreddit called r slash yoga for bjj yeah and uh, it's meant for both our users and people who want to see what what yoga for bjj yeah. is about there's a few there's a few useful videos and uh everyone is really encouraged to ask questions um present their experience yes that, well, before and after pictures there, there are few there are few better things to to hear than someone saying hey yoga really really helped yes. me out and uh, yeah, you don't have to take our word for it. If you go to to the subreddit and you read every uh, every other person's experience, you don't have to listen to us at all. You can just uh, yeah see the proof there. And this yeah, this podcast will also be there. A lot of other stuff will be there. So uh, definitely, everyone's definitely encouraged to check it out. And uh, I think that that's it today for today. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next one or. On the mats. Oops. So cool, I got to say this for yeah, once. Yeah. He always gets to say this, but I never do. You sneaked. I yeah, was yeah, I was to say it. Yeah. Stole, stole. See you guys. <laughs>